trapped between the right and the left. That's correct. You are. Because you're living on a line. going for it sorry it's, about that it, 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 no i i knew that that link was kind of hidden kind it of kind covert. of was i thought it was part kind of, of hidden and covert yeah. i know uh well we're here yeah sorry <laughs> um, about that guys let me turn my air conditioner off yeah everybody's busy today aaron well, you're what are you aaron titillate the listeners where where the what where are you, what are you doing after this after this i'll be uh live streaming with pete quinones and we're going to do a little bit of light reading uh, some industrial society in its future. And, uh, Carr, what are you doing? You got a volleyball extravaganza or something? What's going yeah. on with you? Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. All Is right. it well, that's spooky? Good. I'm no. the only one who's sitting the fuck around after this thing is over doing nothing with a bum knee. It's really <sighs> not going great for me. Yeah. I'm so glad I hit you with that golf club. <laughs> yeah, it, it fucked me up, I'll tell you, man. It fucked me up. Did you get um, your, no, you, uh... Your Are you results? getting disability? Because technically, Man, I... technically, you got injured on the job. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. We got to look at our disability policy here. Uh, yeah, the, I got the, I got injured going to get um, tacos and nachos to try all of Greg's hot sauces on yeah. the job. So, <laughs> yeah, I told my boss I was like, "Yeah, man, I was just going to get some food." He was like, "That's okay. It's not disability, though." <laughs> I was like, "God oh, damn! All right, all right, fine." Um, uh, did you, uh, did you get, uh, any test results that you're willing to reveal on air? Or? Man, believe it or not, the American healthcare system is a piece of garbage. Did you know this? Huh, How dare no. you? Did you know this? I got x-rays, no dislocations, no, no fractures that are visible. Man, I... Oh, you sprained it? No, no, we don't, I don't, we have no idea. We have no idea. It sounds to uh, me like you're being a giant pussy. Because, um, And then your knee is fine. <laughs> it's definitely not fun. I'm walking like an old man. Um, you, the thing is, you're, I haven't gotten an MRI, which is what will determine whether or not it's a torn meniscus. Uh, I went to an orthopedist. He was like, it's not a torn meniscus. Man, when I stretch this thing out, it sure shit pops like a torn meniscus. So, All right. No, idea. no more saying meniscus in this episode. Yeah, All we right, just hit no the quota, more. actually. Yeah. Uh, what if I blurt out every instance of meniscus? <laughs> the M word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a torn beep. <laughs> yeah, my beep is torn. That's weird verbiage in our contract about that. The M word. And yeah, we're uh, number several. You're only allowed eight menisci yeah. at one time, wow. and then we have to cancel that. Gentlemen, I, I have a car. You're very busy, so I'm gonna try and barrel through some of this stuff. Uh, we got some news, some relevant stuff to you. You know how I do King of the Week. Yes. A little loser of the I week. I do know that. Mm-hmm. Well, this is very relevant to you, Carl. We're going to start with loser of the week, and we'll do king of the week before you have to drop because it's a voting king of the week. Okay, so we're going to do loser of the week first. Um, there is can only be one loser of the week. Carl, probably before we picked up Aaron from the from the from the the squalor and dirt that we found him underneath that uh, bridge. bridge. Yeah. Uh, we were covering a story um, 
several stories regarding the Houston Police Department God. and its chief of police. Uh, I'm sure you already remember the name, Art Acevedo. Yep. Tell, tell the listeners very briefly a little of what you remember about Art Acevedo, and then I'll explain why he's the loser of the week. Well, uh, he's basically a gigantic asshole. He's um, in much Gaping. the same way that uh, maybe a, a, an Anthony Fauci is just a self-absorbed oh. narcissist. Uh, you know what's great? I got a story about him being a loser, too, actually. Great. This is perfect. So, huh. Yeah. Um, they're so. losers in much the same way, although they have different paint jobs. Uh, he's kind of a tough guy cop, uh, but he will, he will, uh, you know, all, he will never hesitate to make it seem as though it is the people versus the police, you know, and, and just every, every cop has a target on their back from the people because, God, they're out there just, they're out there just, just trying to save lives and, and gosh, <laughs> Good gosh, golly! Like we we can't do our jobs with with all this targeting, and you know not only that, but he probably covered for, or definitely did cover for, uh, a couple of horrific tragedies. One being Dennis Tuttle and uh, Regina Nicholas, yeah, um, I believe, and uh, and then another really bad one too. That that was when he claimed that that uh, every cop had a target on their back. Um, so he's right. just a world, and, world, world and class Ger- asshole. Gerald Goins, uh, yes, Ger- yes, that's right. Gerald that's Goins. right, that's right, uh, the guy who basically set. Um, George Floyd on the path to go and be killed yes. uh, because he arrested him several times and eventually he had to literally flee Houston practically and move somewhere else because the police force was against him the whole time. Really wild shit. Yeah, well, and, he- and and not only that, and sorry to, to, to belabor it, but the, I, I'm pretty sure wasn't the investigation into the botched drug raid against Regina Nicholas and Dennis Tuttle the, the – uh, the impetus for them to start to look at a lot of the behaviors of the Houston Police Department that yes. dug up all of they then that dug up all of the 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 this shoddy um, police work that implicated them into basically uh, criminal uh, mispolicing I guess is That's the way correct. you would put it and then uh, that was when they had to send letters to everybody that had been wronged <laughs> for legal <laughs> purposes and uh, George Floyd's name you know randomly pops up in this uh, and so that, that was kind of a, a wild twist to the George Floyd era yep. you know June 2020 we were there for it we, we were covering we were it, covering it. Yep. it's wild shit well uh, so the guys presided over I mean corruption yes yeah. evasion well, I don't know if you knew this car, but he picked up a new job. No. Uh, he picked up the job of Miami police chief. No. A wow. job that he held for six months mm. up until recently. Oh. Oh. Uh, Acevedo, uh, man, it's it had a hu- humiliating time. Back in March, he was hired. Uh, and Miami's mayor Francis Suarez, who's actually a decent mayor. Um, big on Bitcoin, good, good guy for the most part as far as uh, the kind of things we'd like to see a city uh, develop into. He, he referred to Art Acevedo as the best chief in America. Uh, also called him the Michael Jordan and Tom Brady of police chiefs, I assume because he cheats a lot. I, yeah. <laughs> Not <laughs> seen was uh, Art Acevedo with a gun pointed <laughs> to his head just off camera. <laughs> <laughs> the Dwyer move. Yeah. Uh, so the city manager, Art Noriega, um, started a, a big fight with Art Acevedo. Two arts uh, coinciding. Is it Arthur? Do we know? Mm. Is it Arthur no Acevedo? Anyway, uh, he's just taken a, a bunch of beatings recently, Art Acevedo, because, for one, he got slammed for saying that the Cuban mafia runs the Miami Police Department. 
<laughs> which is really wild. He said that about a Buddy, few I fucking wish. <laughs> yeah, really. And then he also wore a very tight jumpsuit a few years ago during an Elvis fundraiser. You can look that up. That's very real. Um, uh, in August, Acevedo, by the way, was born in Havana, raised in El Monte, California. He joked that the Miami police force was run by the Cuban mafia, which obviously didn't sit well with Cuban-American commissioners Joe Carollo, Diaz de Portilla, and Manolo Reyes, who are all Cuban. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, notes on whether or not they were in the mafia, we don't know. Um, he apologized for the joke. He said, while the statement was made to be humorous, I have since learned it is highly offensive to exile Cubans, of which I am a proud member. Uh, I want to thank the city of Miami commissioners for informing me. Uh, I don't of this. know if I, I don't know if I would hit him on that. That sounds like him. I mean, if, if you just look at that and don't know anything about him, it sounds like, I don't know, people he, just being fags. He he was very very quick to pull race cards and claim being a man. Yeah, oh, okay. all, all, that, that's uh, part of his history. Like go he around, just, come around, anything. Anything to make it look like he's a martyr and his police departments are martyrs, you know, is is, is fair game for him. Well, he, just... he may be a martyr again because that comment, along with a couple of other instances, got him put on termination. Uh, technically, he is uh, pending termination. Is that is that where you get a raise and then get to retire for the rest of your life? <laughs> yeah, yeah, ba- the poli- yeah police termination. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, there's a five member commission and he's got three very vocal critics on it. Uh Six months in, who are really like you? You got to you got to get out of here. They accuse him of whose cat is what going fuck fucking is nuts right now. That's the crack Spooky. cat. <laughs> there it is. The crack cat's back. Um, the a couple of really bad gaffes. Another one was um, he posed pictures with the Proud Boys. Uh, people really didn't like that one. Oh, yeah, really bad stuff. Man. Really bad stuff. Oh. Um, Really bad if you're the police commissioner just trying to get by, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so he got suspended three weeks after uh, he made that comment. And also they accused him of in- interfering with police investigations. Um, so, yeah. Wow, who could have seen that possibly coming? Yeah, for reals. For reals. That's, that's... Uh, it's been bad. He really, the minute he walked in, they were like, this guy fucking sucks. They castigated him for 20 hours during two days of public hearings. Um, Damn. So uh, Acevedo's getting loser of the week. Let's be honest. He's a strong contender for loser of the last half decade. Yep. Um, there is another loser of the last half decade who you had mentioned already, Carr, who I want to get into some very troubling stuff. Um, how, how much longer do I have you for, Carr, before you got to go and ace these uh, fools? Uh, the we, I, I'll, I'll stick around for a little while. All right. Well, let's do some kings of the week then, because I need your votes on this, gentlemen. There, I, I did a lot of work for this segment here. Um, we're going to take a, a vote, and I will be the decider if the two of you decide on different people. Um, we have three choices, three potential kings of the week. We're going to go from least to most based, in my opinion, because that's the most entertaining way to do this. A young boy in Chongqing province was trapped in China, if you couldn't guess. It's certainly not in Arizona. Uh, was trapped in an elevator. Not yet. October- <laughs> 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 so true. Uh, on, on October 11th, he got trapped in this elevator. He was really bored. There's a whole video of this. He was really bored trapped in the elevator. Not freaking out, really. But he, you got to respect him because he did, the first thing he decided to do 
was take his dick out and piss into the control panel of the elevator. <laughs> really incredible. Now, the only problem, this kid's uh, like 11. Excellent yeah. stuff. All right. The only problem with it is that it started a fire. Oh. <laughs> Oopsie daisy. <laughs> in the elevator. So he goes to press the buttons. They start making noises, blinking, like really like as if it was in a movie. Uh, and you know how Chinese infrastructure is these days, especially with all these videos coming out of like elevator shafts blowing up and yeah. buildings falling apart. Going tapioca, collapsing. Really wild style, stuff. Blasting and out so he's roof. sitting in there and the elevator's on fire. He's remarkably calm the entire time. He narrowly escapes by someone who notices and smells the fire to open up the uh, elevator. They, they bust open, get him out. It's a cautionary tale of not pissing into an elevator control panel, well, but it's also a tale of a king taking matters into his own hands. That's what I'm saying. I, I think that you yeah. could view this in one of two ways, and one of them is really? that, uh, yeah, you, you know, you, you risk, uh, you know, you take risks in life, and it looks like pissing on the control panel is actually what got him out of the elevator. Yeah, that's right. And I don't know what it is about uh, that part of the world, um, and by that part of the world, I mean, I guess that would be the Eastern Hemisphere. I don't really know how it works, but yeah. there's a lot of laws, and I checked this out, in various countries, Singapore most notably, where in almost there, 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 you will find signs that say no pissing in the elevator. I don't know why this is a meme, a cultural meme that exists in the Eastern Hemisphere, but it certainly does. That's, that's number one, a child from... Chunking province. Well, the the squeaky wheel gets the grease, and he he wasn't going anywhere fast by not pissing on the That's elevator. That's true. That's true. And, and he, he did, you know the, the end result is, is that he got out. He didn't piss on the floor of the elevator. He pissed into the control panel. It's excellent. He knew with intent. Move. With intent. Yeah. Great yeah. move. Now it, number say, two. They say if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But if this it is, is why broke, the Chinese are going to overtake it, us. Pee on but, its control panel. <laughs> if it ain't broke, do piss all over it. All, all over the control panel. <laughs> <laughs> so, number two, this is our second choice. First is Chongqing Province. Second is a man known only as James from Shreveport, Louisiana. He was interviewed by a CBS affiliate in Shreveport, KSLA-TV. Uh, the interviewer, Corey Johnson, lovely lady, asks, what would you do if you managed to win the $700 million jackpot and without missing a beat, this guy says live on family television well i'm definitely gonna get a new supercharged mustang with dual exhaust and about five kilos of cocaine and i'll be good to go middle america now, right there now yep. that's yeah a little, little little slice of america right so what is why does that make him a king well i just i had to do the math <laughs> okay so the reporter is trying to hold back a laugh, dismisses it, and says, okay so you like cars and then they cut the segment it's an excellent job by james now I did the numbers, and they will interest you, maybe even shock you. I asked a friend of mine, who may or may not know something about the subject, how much the street price of cocaine in Louisiana would be. And after a little bit of research, we found that in Shreveport, a competitively priced kilo of cocaine could get you anywhere between $26,000 and $32,000. In New York, it's somewhere between thirty-five and forty. So Shreveport's a good place to go if you'd like to buy a kilo or several of cocaine. Five kilos of cocaine then would cost around $130,000 to $160,000. I did a little more digging. Turns out a 2021 Ford Mustang Shelby GT500 featuring a 5.2-liter supercharged cross-plane crank V8 engine and dual exhaust with quad tips has an MSRP of $70,000. Now, add mm -hmm. a little bit on the top of that because the price of the car these days, you know, you're looking at about 90000 more or less. 
altogether, what James wanted, what he said immediately was going to run him about $250,000, which is point oh three percent of what he would have won if he won the $700 million. It's insane when you think about it. The guy has practically low expectations. Very low time yeah. preference is what he has. Really low. I mean, and he would have a shitload of money left over. 99.8 something left over. Uh, but he got what he wanted. I, I respect the guy for that. That's number two. James from Shreveport. If you're listening, James, good for you. And number three, the hey, most uh, unhinged. Yes. Do you want to uh, pass me? Speaking of cocaine, do you want to pass me that? Yeah, here. Take that. There you go. Don't break that. That's our last pipe. All right. He's going to break it. And we don't have I'm a gonna, fucking I'm lottery break it. Uh, jackpot to win, okay? So don't break that. Finally, your third choice, the most unhinged, is Ben Waller of Houston, Texas. We're back in Houston for back this Back in one. Houston. All roads lead <laughs> to Houston. He worked a corporate side job uh, in the oil and gas industry for 20 years. This was his side job from what I could track down. Not his main job. Doesn't identify what his main job was. He did that on the side. He made a lot of money over the years, and he decided to retire early which 20 years is early these days, to enjoy the fruits of his labor. He was glad to be rid of his shallow, awful co-workers. He figured, you know, it's better you all drown in a puddle. Uh, and as a, you know, there's a typical goodbye party that people will throw for a retiree. Pass that back when you go with that. Pass that back. They're, they pulled out all the stops, right? There was a full table of barbecue sides. You know, Houston's banging with the barbecue. There was, uh, they were playing cornhole. You guys know cornhole, I'm sure. sure. It's, a, it's a southern classic. Bags. And the centerpiece of this event was a cake in a massive recreation of a barrel of oil. Uh-huh. Now, Ben Waller, not to be outdone, found out about this, knew about the cake, and because he hated his coworkers, he came up with a relatively diabolical idea. His idea, spike the cake with laxatives. Ten boxes of X-Lax went into that cake. Now, not to be left undone, he also planned on having some cake because who wouldn't want to shit on the floor of their former employer? (laughs) Wow. It was cake time. Everybody chows down. 120 pieces of cake were dispersed. And within an hour, 100 people reported uncontrollable diarrhea. Huh. The scene was tremendous. Shit running from legs, bathrooms full. People were shitting in trash cans. And guess what? In elevators, too. I don't know if they shat in the control panel, uh, but they certainly shat in the elevator. This is is problem-reaction-solution right here. The Mm -hmm. chaos of the event put a huge smile on Ben Waller's face. It was so huge, in fact, they found out who did it, and they booked him into Harris County Jail on charges of criminal mischief. No one has pressed charges yet because nobody wants to go on record talking about how they shit themselves. So <laughs> this is brilliant. It's brilliant stuff, man. So they I, booked dude. him. I don't even know if he's still being held. We should get him on. Can you imagine, dude? <laughs> the, the, this is our kind of guy. The kind yes, of guy that this puts eggs in a cake, but <laughs> also eats the cake. Eats it. Yeah, not what. Yeah, yeah. He's a man of the people. He's like, dude. you know what? You're all going down, but I'm going down too. It's Unreal, great stuff. Real man. So That's we great. have three choices, gentlemen: the child from Chongqing, Ooh. James from Shreveport, or Ben Waller of Houston, Texas. 
Carr, who's your King of the Week nomination? For me, I gotta keep it local in Gomez. Uh, I gotta go. I gotta go Houston, Texas. This is there this you is go. The the consuming with everyone is <laughs> yes. just Unhinged. really really crazy. I mean, that's, dude, it takes that's that's nuts. Yeah, I like you, that. yeah, that's good. You, you sign your own death warrant yeah, just yeah. to kill everyone, and you know he's cracking bomber. up the entire time, just, di- just yeah, dying laughing time. the entire time. Aaron, yeah, I gotta go. Uh, rank choice on this. Um, I'm going to go with uh, the little Chinese kid that pissed on the elevator. And then, <laughs> nice. But, but it's very close. Very close. With James from Shreveport. Oh, wow. So, okay. All right. Oh, well, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Not, not James from Shreveport. The, uh, the other Houston guy. Uh, from Houston. Oh, Ben Waller from Houston. <laughs> yeah. so. The other Houston guy from Shreveport. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, my vote was for Ben Waller of Houston. That's why I put him mm. last. He's completely unhinged. Ben's going to take it today. Uh, Chon King Child, last. you take the second one, and James from yeah. Shreveport, you 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 need to set your goals a little higher. Um, you're gonna be at the end of the day, of he just said something, and it turned out to be exactly correct. In, insanely so, and so that's our king of the week. Uh, now to get onto some other interesting stories, Car, do you have time for one more? I could tickle oh, sure. your senses with. Mm-hmm. So, well, I guess two more briefly. We want to talk about Jay Stark. So, yeah. Uh, Jay Stark, uh, uh, I don't know how you would best talk about Jay Stark, an innovator in the 3D printed gun community, has passed away. Really difficult to say. 28-year-old German citizen, biggest innovator really of the decade in printing weapons, gun parts at home. I know some of our listeners know some other guys who are like, well, what about, well, he helped to create deterrence dispensed. Uh, We all know about that, I'm sure huge group in in the community uh der spiegel reported that on friday he died of an apparent heart attack the police who arrested him uh ruled out foul play they found themselves of no wrongdoing yeah uh and along with that the german magazine reported that they raided his home uh, a few days before actually now that i say that i don't know if they had arrested him so i don't want to uh uh, say that if it's not true, but certainly he died of an apparent heart attack, and I say that with bunny ears on my fingers. Um, so according to a... What's interesting here is there's been some claims that Coinbase and eBay sold him out. Now, I have not been able to confirm this. Uh, the report, however, does say, according to a confidential note from the Federal Criminal Police Office, uh, German investigators received a message from England in December of last year and a British financial services company provided a reference to a man from Germany who may have been involved in the manufacture and distribution of 3D firearms, and those traces eventually led to Jacob D., a 28-year-old from Hanover. Rip to Jay Stark. Um, do you guys, have you guys heard anything else about this? It's crazy. Like, Lee had interviews with him. Control oh, yeah. Q had interviews with him. The guy was huge in the community. He was a titan in the community, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, I saw, I've been kind of unplugged this week, and I was traveling, uh, so I, I saw it, and it was like one of those things where I was like, I need to sit down and like take 30 minutes and read through a bunch of stuff. Uh, so I, I just haven't had a chance to do that. But yeah, if, if true, and it sounds like, well, obvi- I mean, he is dead. I, I, I think, you know, um, that much is, is, is pretty obvious. You know, Yeah, people idea. in our community who knew him more personally are saying, yeah, he's dead. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. Gotta yeah. take it for what it is. Crazy. Yeah, wild stuff, man. Uh, I think it was Popular Front. One of the guys from Popular Front actually translated the 
Der Spiegel article if you want to go and check that out and read the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I probably will. I probably will. Yeah, it's good, really interesting stuff. Now, there's this not too much more. Um, before I continue on, do either of you have any stories, any titillating or interesting things? I do. Oh. Maybe uh, some overlap. I assume there's at least one story of overlap that kind of broke in the gentleman's chat today. Uh, I don't know if you were planning on talking about that, but the, the biggest thing that I saw today was, well, let me save that for the end. Um, the first I would like to note is there's a little Gomez update. Uh, Wheels Ooh. has decided to grow some nuts and <laughs> uh, ban, <laughs> ban vaccine mandates by any entity, quote unquote, in the state wow. of Texas. Oh, nice. Yeah, so uh, we can call him Big Wheels. Yeah, Big Wheels, baby. <laughs> Wait, Sliding. so vaccine man, that means the public schools can't do it anymore, huh? Anybody, any entity in Texas. Wow. Now, what does that mean, and what and and how much authority does it have? I guess that's for courts to decide. I don't know. Um, you know, uh, like if you work for say a company that's headquartered outside of te- you know, who knows? I don't know. But uh, he came out and said we're not we're not doing that here. So that's a that's a pretty interesting update, and and certainly tracking. Um, the you know the 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 tensions and the pushes towards uh, a national divorce this is a pretty big deal i think that this is going to give and and not only that but but overlay this with and everybody's got to remember that that uh dfw is a huge hub for american airlines and dallas love field is a huge hub for southwest and both of those airlines have been experiencing a lot of problems they're trying every the media is running traps but it certainly looks to be the case that they're having a lot of people quitting or doing quote-unquote sick outs where Mm -hmm. they are 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 refusing to go to work because of the vaccine what is it united airlines has said uh they're their mandate takes effect the day before Thanksgiving. Yes. Uh, I don't know if it was United. I think United's actually are. I think part of what was was happening. Yeah, I think it was Delta. I think part of what was happening was United was one of the strictest up front. But Mm -hmm. I I think because some of the people are pretty interchangeable, like uh, if you're a, if you're a, 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 you know, a hostess or or a flight attendant rather, um, or grounds crew or whatever for one airline, you could probably plug and play into another airline fairly easily. Yeah, like um, Spirit. Yeah. Spirit's yeah. like, man, you're sick. Come to work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you got to lose? So I think a lot of people were, I think, you know, unconfirmed, and I and I don't know the industry super well, but I do have some friends that work in it. I think a lot of people were fleeing United and going and you to get are jobs assuming. elsewhere. And I am assuming. Uh, so I think that's what was happening, and now it's kind of the last stop. And uh, Southwest, you know, I um, – I've ha- I had a bunch of friends flying Southwest this weekend. I flew Southwest this weekend. I didn't have any issues, but all of them did. Uh, they it was very very bad. Um, huh. So so it'll be really really interesting because I don't know where their legal headquarters is, but I'm almost 100 percent sure that American Airlines their legal headquarters is DFW. So oh, shit. Um, hmm. I don't know I don't know if Southwest is headquartered here. Um, like as their legal headquarters. But in any case, it will be very, very interesting to see how this plays out. Probably most interesting um, will be, or at least the first most interesting thing will be how uh, that uh, overlays with flight in the United States with the vaccine mandates, especially Mm -hmm. with the holidays coming up. It's going to be really, really interesting to watch. Yeah, very true. They lost a shitload of money. Uh, Southwest got Mm -hmm. absolutely hammered. Yeah. I think thousands of flights got canceled. Thousands. Yeah, I think, yeah, it was thousands. Yeah, yeah, it, it was crazy. I mean, it was really, really crazy. Right. And and yeah, and it's you know it's it's big news here because there's a lot of people that are employed by the airlines in DFW. So mm-hmm. like I, like I said, I have a lot of people that I know a lot of people that work in that industry, um, or at least work by second order. You know, in that industry, 
Um, and uh, yeah, it's that, that's going to be a really, really keep your eye on that. If you like fire, is that why all these flights are getting delayed? Because yes. of the vaccine yes. mandates? Probably. Yep. Wow. But the but the media yeah. is is it, the, oh, the media, they're running a lot of cover. Oh <laughs> my god, they were saying so. I flew. So I flew fr- from Florida. From I, I was flying inter, uh, you know intergovernmental. Oh, you were in Florida this weekend. Uh, uh, yeah. Yes. Uh huh. And um and yeah, all of my friends got totally boned on on there i i lucked out for some reason and uh and but but so so many yeah exactly so many um flights got canceled and i think yeah like bird said i think it was in the thousands and almost certainly it was because of what were called sick outs like people just refusing to come into work calling out sick um trying to be disruptive to make their voice heard and it looks like there are now uh unions that are going to be getting involved and yeah uh, and helping out and i think yeah but in what capacity and uh, unions, I, I think I talked about this in an earlier episode, like um, they can go either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can. But they're a tremendous organizational structure. So if you're going to organize mm-hmm. at one day where everybody stays home, a union is a great way to do that. So yeah. it's very effective for this particular thing. And there is word on the street that they're organizing a sick out next week sometime where oh. up to where up to like, I, I think J- Jake sent me a link and I haven't been able to, to confirm it because it's so you know, they probably want to keep it pretty secret. So it's not like being reported on not only that, but like, even if they didn't want it to be a secret, the media would run traps on it. But, um, they, they, he was saying something like they're, they're like f- half, something like half of air traffic controllers Jesus, were talk, talking about. That's wild. Thing. Yeah. So, I, you know, I don't know if you remember when Reagan, I don't yeah. know if you remember, you knew. No, no. When, I mean, I know about it, but it was before yeah, when life. Reagan oh, when basically, nationalized. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then fired 11,000. You know, it took 10 years for them to get back to the number they had before. Yeah. Yeah. And no, that's not happening crazy. these days. No. I mean, that Joe Biden can sell his uh, <laughs> can sell himself out completely and he will not be winning election again if that's his intention. If he if he manages to fire even a small number of these air traffic controllers and kill everybody's flights in an even more interconnected world. It's hands are tied, man. This is it. This is the time. I, I'm going down there to Florida in early November. I, l- listen, I, I don't want my flight canceled unless it's for this. Cancel my fucking flight yep. if you have to. Yep. Cancel my fucking flight. Do it. I, I would love it. I want them to cripple these industries. My yeah. boss is going to Florida soon, and I hope his flight gets canceled. <laughs> they quit while he's midair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man. man, I one time I was on an airline uh, – on the plane. And then Ace gets into a week-long argument about it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time I was on the plane on the runway, and the guy was like, you know what? I've been working too hard. i got to clock out. We're going to go back. <laughs> <laughs> really brutal stuff. It was really brutal. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's 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 a, That's going to be interesting. Airlines. Keep your eye on that. Keep And that's like that's like live, live news. Like, to keep your eye on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think um, somebody – the murmurs are here. I, I just pulled up Jake's text. It says – 6,000 air traffic controllers are about to go on quote unquote soft strike. And there are 14,000 air traffic controllers. So like damn near half, mm-hmm. uh, that, I mean, that would basically make travel functionally it on, impossible. I mean, if you, if you, if your Load flight, up. if any given flight has a 50, 50 shot of landing or yep. of like taking off, like you, you might as well just not go. Yes. Um, yep. So I, that, man, that would be, it's very exciting to be yeah. honest. Uh, it's about yeah. I mean, th- this could certainly be one of those like Rubicon, moments uh yep. because man of course they do that. Uh, of course though you know the mandators are not going to go wow we we didn't know <laughs> yeah no <laughs> had, i know we didn't know yeah. that this many people didn't want to get vaccinated yeah. they're going to go you're all terrorists 
Yeah. Uh, You're all white supremacists. Yeah, white supremacists and terrorists, and they're going to keep... Good. Let them. Yeah. Keep, yep. keep, keep, keep uh, whittling down on that as much as you possibly can. Absolutely. Please. Uh, uh, Aaron, uh, oh, oh, Card, um, do you have one more? I have two more, but one of them we Ooh. probably share, unless we want to do a whole dedicated episode on it. And I, the more I think about it, maybe that's what we want to do. Maybe go over the line. But uh, the we I should just definitely want to go out. over the line soon. We okay. also have to do a lot of recordings yeah, we've got for a, lot. a Halloween episode. We've got, we've got, a, got a lot, lot of stuff to. <laughs> um, so, uh, oh, Kyrie Irving. Um, yes, I didn't. Be... I didn't catch. I did catch that story. I didn't write it down, but he is being persecuted. Yes, I believe he is now Our boy. Uh, suspended or, or from playing mm-hmm. in New York. I don't think he can he's, play in New York. He's on sure. a te- termination. He's on temporary paid termination. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so. <laughs> like Art Acevedo. Same yeah. same situation. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, if there's anybody crazy enough to just keep going with it, it's probably Kyrie Irving. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just because he's a little bit of a, a, a loose cannon, which is awesome. I, I You know, I've always liked him. Um, Loving it. So, you know, we'll see. And then you, you want to save the other one you're saying? Do you want to titillate our, our senses? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll titillate. I'll tickle. Um, I, what was breaking today in the gentleman's chat, and I don't know exactly how confirmed all of this is, but it certainly looks like it's got the makings of a fairly legitimate story, is that <coughs> many of the young, attractive, conservative voices, female voices oh, that you have come yes. to know uh, in the you know right libertarian uh, or right conservative movement appear to have some very interesting ties with a uh, Jewish pornography and media mag- magnate. Uh, is that mm-hmm. how you would describe him? Uh, um, Israeli more than Jewish. Uh, I don't yeah. know. Uh, Jewish probably, but Israeli. That's probably tomato, tomato. Yeah, yeah. No, well, that is probably well, an important when, distinction to make. Yeah, he, if he yeah, was because a, that's, a Jewish American, it's like, okay. Right. But when he's an Israeli he's an American, he's like, yeah. oh, okay. Right. So what it, it certainly it, it appears to to look like and there are very popular names on here probably a lot of names that you might guess if i said young attractive conservative uh mm-hmm. female voices drop them drop the uh, names tommy loren uh was one Ooh. of them uh candace owens candace owens was one of oh, oh my god man. yeah i forgot about that mm-hmm. um are you telling me that there's nudes floating around somewhere? well it certainly Maybe. looks like it yeah certainly looks oh, like i think that uh, I, I think that the, they're not my floating. dick doesn't stand a chance <laughs> <laughs> i think I think, Aaron, uh, that, they, that they're not floating around, though, because I think that they're blackmail. I think that they're mm-hmm. very purposely not floating around unless they step out of line. And, Aaron, you could certainly help them step out of line if you That's wanted true. to, uh, you know, uh, come over the line to help them step out of the line. You know, <laughs> yeah, we, we actually yes. have the Israeli pornographer on the line. On the line. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's get, so let's get out of line. <laughs> let's get nuts. <laughs> let's get crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm at like uh, I'm fast approaching red. Right yeah, now. yeah. Oh, yeah. when? Well, oh, let me uh, let me just finish the story out, um, and uh, you can either <laughs> finish or or not finish as as you see fit. Sweating. Um, sweating. What basically the long and short of it is, it looks like a lot of these conservative women basically got inserted into the limelight um, by making a deal with the devil with this uh, Israeli magnate who had the powers to do that. What he was doing was, I guess, making some sort of escort profile for them or pornography mm-hmm. page profile for them. Yes. Um, you know, and I, I think what it basically was was, hey, we need you to go uh, do some talking and 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 attract some people to 
you know, the, these certain set of ideas. And if you, and we'll give you everything you want, we'll give you the fame, we'll give you the money. But if you step out of line, we have the dirt on <laughs> you. Blow you up. Yeah. Yep. That is wild stuff, man. That's wild. And, and shit. I mean, big names. Like, the, I mean, Candace Owens mm-hmm. is a huge name, right? Huge name. Cat Tiff? Tell me, Cat Tiff. No. I, mean, I didn't oh. see her, but I mean, I, at this point, I think if you. If you see a conservative a kind of yeah. quote unquote bimbo that sh- that that seems like it, that you kind of wonder how the hell they got there, mm-hmm. it, it's it might be a safe assumption that they had something to do with this for sure. Yeah. Then Kennedy you got to imagine, th- dude. This is how I mean. This is how it's been done forever. It's just great yeah. to get some confirmation that oh yeah, this is actually how it's done. Um, <laughs> Kennedy's actually pretty sharp. Not saying that she is not no. Involved, Kennedy uh, was not in the involved yeah, in this. No. Yeah, well, that we know of. This. That we know that of. That we know of. That's right. She also and got her start pretty organically. I mean, she was like on. That's MTV right. And it's not and mostly like, Fox Newsers. Like, it's not people who got their start on Fox News or, you know, she was MTV and then she went to Fox News. It's people who like were the Blaze and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. The blaze. Like a lot that of just kind of seemed to skip the first chapter of Correct. their rise to fame. <laughs> like that's basically yep. what it is. Like you know, they they didn't really work their way up organically. It was like. Why am I listening to Tommy Loren on like who, who uh-huh. the fuck is this person? Mm-hmm. Very, you know? very interesting. They didn't suck Roger Ailes's dick. They just <laughs> skipped that part. Someone else's, yeah. Well, um, someone else's in, indeed, yeah. I we, I got a few more stories. Card, you have to go and ball. Are you balling out? No, you can hit me with another story. Okay, I got more. I got a short one, and then I got a long, interesting one. <laughs> um, Careful with that long, interesting one, because Aaron's at red. I know. I'm, I'm starting to calm down, but uh, <laughs> keep true. going like that. Anything that's lengthy is going to just really <laughs> rile him right up. For, uh, a short one, this is going to be a surprise to none of our listeners, but it is worth noting this happened in the past week. It was uncovered that Google, Amazon, Microsoft were taking advantage of little-known tools to enter into dozens of contracts with ICE and CBP. So some of the biggest tech countries, uh, some of the biggest tech companies were making deals going against uh, public promises that they had made not to do such a thing, that they were entering into hundreds of deals uh, with ICE to deport uh, as many people as they could possibly uncover. Um, Insider found 26 currently active contracts and 125 uh, closed contracts uh, using applications like Microsoft Office and Google Workspace and cloud data from Amazon's web services. Wow, I love to, big tech now. Mm-hmm, in order to work <laughs> with ICE and CBP to deport people. Very spooky stuff considering what we found out um, the other day about kind of very similar things going on with big tech, like Facebook and so on and so forth, working directly with the U.S. government and um, what is the spying application the uh oh god car help me out here uh who's who's yeah the nsa perfect yeah the giant spying application they were all working together and we all knew this but it's just worth mentioning now another really weirdly interesting one trump was in the news recently uh basically made a (laughs) statement to sean hannity we have hundreds of thousands of people flowing in from haiti Haiti has a tremendous AIDS problem. AIDS is a step beyond. AIDS is a real bad problem. That's what he said. He continued, so hundreds of thousands of people are coming into our country. If you look at the stats, if you look at the numbers, if you look at, just take a look at Haiti, a tremendous problem with AIDS. Many of those people will probably have AIDS, and they're coming into our country, and if we don't do anything, we're letting everyone come in, Sean. It's like a death wish, a death wish for our country. So this got me thinking. 
you know, uh, you know, does Haiti have an AIDS problem? Oh yeah, it does. Yes, it definitely does. Does Trump have evidence to know that beyond hearsay? You would think no. Many people are like, no, there's no evidence. He didn't provide any evidence for that. Well, there actually is, and it's kind of a meme of evidence. It was <laughs> perpetuated uh, in the 80s and 90s by one of this podcast's favorite people. Well, let me explain some of the stats. The Joint United Nations Program on HIV-AIDS estimates that 150,000 Haitians are living with the AIDS virus, or HIV, uh, the thing that causes AIDS. However, many of those who are reportedly heading for the U.S.-Mexico border are believed to be coming from countries in South America and left Haiti following the devastating earthquake in 2010. Panama's foreign minister suggested up to 60,000 migrants of Haitian origin are making their way towards the U.S. southwestern frontier. The claim was made by Erica Moynes days after the Biden administration cleared thousands of migrants out of a temporary encampment under a bridge in Del Rio, Texas. Approximately 5,000 of them were sent back to Haiti, even though they didn't come from there. Well, the story got me thinking. AIDS. Fauci, a lot of things to do with AIDS research. AIDS, as we know, was created by Ronald Reagan in a Canadian bioweapons factory in the year 1981. We all know that. This was something we broke this story years ago. However, Anthony Fauci is the real focus here because he's built an empire on thousands of studies of every conceivable aspect of HIV equals AIDS, which is an incorrect. He's hypothesis. built an empire of AIDS. An AIDS empire, dude. An AIDS empire. He he conducted so many clinical trials of antiretroviral treatments, many of which turned out to be deadly. And he's been dead wrong multiple times. But he's achieved cult-like status. There was a change.com petition from People magazine to name Fauci the sexiest man alive. You remember that? On the web, you can buy Fauci blankets, Fauci prayer candles. An erotic fiction author came forward to say that her 1991 book, Happy Endings, was inspired by Anthony Fauci. None of this is the point other than the fact that I'd like to take a big crap on Fauci. He's been disastrously off the mark on numerous occasions. If his record really was scrutinized, it's entirely possible we would not be in the situation we were in today because people would look at Fauci like he was a crank, which he is. On February 1st, 2010... Less than one month after a devastating earthquake destroyed much of Haiti, Anthony Fauci went on the National Institute of Health's radio talk program to talk about concerns after the quake in Haiti. Well, Alex Rubenstein recently uncovered audio and tweeted it out of Fauci talking about the deadly cholera breakout in Haiti after the earthquake destroyed much of the country. The audio from the interview sits unlisted on YouTube after only six views uh, at the time. In, in the audio, Fauci says, we often hear people say mistakenly but understandingly they're concerned about a breakout of cholera. There is no cholera in Haiti. It is extremely unlikely there would be a breakout of cholera in Haiti. He was dead wrong. In the next month after he made the statement, 800,000 Haitians and 9,000 of them died of cholera. They got infected and died of cholera. Since that outbreak, uh, there was the source of it was from the United Nations. 
and they tried to cover up the origins of that. There were rumors that were mounting that the UN had caused the outbreak, and Fauci wanted to place blame somewhere else. He said to CNN, if there's no problem with sanitation, it just lurks there and lives in the water, not as a disease, but the microbe was there somewhere in the water in Haiti. In situations when you have natural disasters like floods, hurricanes, earthquakes, if you don't have the microbe lurking out there, you don't get an outbreak. Well, a Haitian activist and Twitter user, Madame Boukman, tweeted, I remember when the UN's cholera outbreak attack against Haiti had Fauci blaming unsanitary Haitians, just like he blamed us for AIDS. So, continuing further, during the height of Fauci's HIV-AIDS research, much of which served as a public face for the government's aid policy, he helped to propagate several risk factors which became colloquially known as the four H's. The four H's referred to the government's designations of risk groups, which included basically what you all think became the, the risk vectors, homosexuals, heroin addicts, hemophiliacs, and Haitians. As Fauci explained in a 1994 video lecture, quote, Now, the Haitian situation has created some controversy in this country, and the reason is that we have public health officials designated that have, has designated the Haitians as a separate risk group. Now, the objection to that, and it's a reasonable objection, is that it discriminates against Haitians. Why should you call the Haitians a separate risk group? We can call them a separate risk group only because a small number of the Haitian population uh, has AIDS, and this can be explained by the homosexual activity or HIV or IV drug use. So there's got to be something else going on. So he, he wanted to push this off on Haitians. In that video lecture, he actually explains why it doesn't necessarily make sense to push it off on Haitians. One theory as to why AIDS had spread more rapidly in Haiti than other places is that there were predatory blood plasma centers, such as the Hemocaribbean, which set up shop in Haiti in order to target poor people who would be willing to sell their blood and did not use proper sanitary precautions, such as changing needles. And nonetheless, the idea that Haitians constituted a separate risk group for AIDS has become widely rejected, but remember it was Fauci who helped to perpetuate it. A Wall Street Journal article that just released a few days ago takes the testimony of a volunteer physician in Haiti during the 1980s who claims, quote, he witnessed another of Anthony Fauci's unsubstantiated epidemiological claims besides the promulgation of high risk towards heterosexual AIDS epidemics in America. In his senior role, that is Fauci, he unfairly stigmatized Haitians as a disease vector for AIDS, which decimated Haiti's tourism population and their entire tourist industry, which has not recovered to this day. Haitians in the U.S. were subject to discrimination, especially when trying to find work or rent apartments. So to the Haitian colleagues, the Haitian physicians who were there, the source of AIDS in Haiti was obvious. It was American sex tourists. In fact, virtually every dying AIDS patient that was cared for at the time, as testified by several physicians in Haiti, were prostitutes who catered to Americans. As a physician, Fauci knew this. He knew that Haitians had no predilection genetically to AIDS. And despite all that, he acknowledges that the four H's did discriminate against Haitians, but he continued to present them as a risk group in public comments and medical journals. There was a Haitian-American writer, Azili Danto, who commented, quote, I remember when Anthony Fauci gave the disease a black face. 
She goes on to claim that Africans and Haitians were painted as diseased. I remember how back then, Haitian workers were working at nursing homes, hospitals, hotels, cafeterias, driving taxi cabs in private homes as housekeepers and cooks were stigmatized and forced to social distance. And that just means getting laid off or fired from the general population. Fauci is not the loser of the week. He is definitely a contender of loser of the last half decade. Uh, and I wanted to remember, if you st I started this segment with Trump. But listen, boo-hoo. Boo-hoo him all you want. The simple fact of the matter is, he's just repeating information that Anthony Fauci put out in the first place. I wanted well, to get that out there because it was a real mind blower for me. Yeah. Um, I had no idea. I knew he was a failure in his AIDS campaign, though he likes to tout that as a success. But certainly this thing that everybody got up on Donald Trump about, saying the comment about AIDS, where did the information come from? Literally, uh, Wall Street Journal was like, he's got no evidence to suggest this. I don't know. He was just parroting Fauci. <laughs> yeah. So well, it's a crazy world, man. The circular, uh, the circular economy, right there. This <laughs> absolutely, Cara. I'm keep checking your time, but I want to make sure you're good here. Do you have to go? Circular economy, linear world. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the, the new digs right there. That's man. it. I like that. Uh, I got time for a little short one. A short one? Well, yeah. this can be our closer for now. Okay, let's close This it. can be our closer. We'll go over the line when we get a chance, and we'll do some more. Uh, there, This was going to go into the King of the Week column, but I figured it needed its own segment. There was a Danish... Art Aaron, you're really going to like this guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. This, there was a Danish artist named Jens Hanning, a modern artist. He was supposed uh, I, to create modern he's not, art. He's not my favorite right now. Well, you'll see. You'll see. He worked for a modern art museum, and they wanted him to create a piece of modern art, and he certainly did. Back in September, they loaned him about 90,000 U.S. dollars, or about half a million kroner. That's the Danish currency. So that he could frame the cash in a reprise of his earlier artwork. The artist had previously used two canvases. One was larger than the other in order to illustrate the gap in average incomes between uh, Danish people and Austrians in concrete terms, in paper. That was the original exhibit. It was framed money, two different sizes to illustrate the wage gap between the two countries. So Hanning recently sends two large crates to the museum which were going to be prepared to be mounted uh, as the themed show opened last weekend. When staff members opened the boxes, they found two blank canvases. I actually laughed as I saw it was quoted by a uh, Kunsten CEO. That's the name of the uh, museum. Kunsten uh, Lassie Anderson's the name of the guy. He wrote this in an email to NPR and he added that the museum first suspected that things might not go as planned when Hanning told them that he created a new piece of art entitled Take the Money and Run. <laughs> the artist, Jens Hansen, said that the blank canvases were made up of new works of art entitled Take the Money and Run, which he calls a commentary on poor wages. He says, one thing it's not is theft. <laughs> <laughs> he said it's a breach of contract and a breach of contract is a part of the work uh, the work that is 
the work is that I have taken their money. He was quoted as saying. <laughs> so the Kunsten Museum of Modern Art in Alberg is not satisfied with the explanation, but that hasn't stopped them from displaying the two empty canvases in their exhibition, which is called Work It Out, in which people explore relationships to work. Hanning told P1 Morgan that he decided to keep the money after rejecting the idea of reproducing art that was more than a decade old. Instead, he wanted to create a work that dealt immediately with his own work situation. So Hanning signed a contract with the Constant Museum, which was promising to deliver the artwork and therefore return the money uh, by the deadline. And now the deadline of January 16th, which is coming, obviously, the upcoming January 16th, is when the exhibition closes. So he's got to deliver that money back by January 16th. The museum has not taken legal action yet, but they have displayed the two empty canvases, which is (laughs) just hilarious. I don't know why they couldn't have just printed pictures of money. Um, And he's got to give that money back. Otherwise, they will definitely take legal action against him. He was quoted as saying, I encourage other people who have just as miserable working conditions as me to do the same thing. He said in a (laughs) translation to Artnet, quote, if they are sitting on some shitty job and not getting the money they deserve and are actually being asked to give money back to go to work, they should take the money and run. (laughs) The museum isn't taking legal action yet. When it closes, they are expected to. But hopefully Hanning sticks to his guns and literally takes the money and literally runs away. That's what I'm hoping for. You know, uh, I feel what he's saying in my heart is somebody right? with a <laughs> shitty, low-paying job. <laughs> just, I just work to the bone. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, I figured you would like that one, Aaron. Carr, uh, knock him dead at the volleyball game. Thanks, Crush bud. him. Yeah. We will have to uh, uh, do an over the line to talk about a couple more because I actually do have a lot more news here. But we shall continue to plug our Patreon if you'd like to go listen to the current over the lines we have. At some point later in this week, we will drop an over the line. Um, we should Halloween just drop an over up. the line and just forget about the Halloween episode entirely. Oh my dude, what <laughs> if we weep. put the Halloween just episode take the money as and an run. over the line? <laughs> take the money and run! That dude, I, it, normally I hate modern artists. That was pretty brilliant. I yeah, like that. that. I'll, I hope he I'll doesn't give it. it back. I hope he flees to a country where there's he, no extradition treaties. <laughs> he really challenged my my pre-existing notions. <laughs> I, I, dude, I love it. He's like, <laughs> just take the money and run, dude. It's great. Um, he's a hero, not a king of the week, unfortunately, because we uh, I wanted to give him his own segment, but uh, a TLE favorite, Johns Henson. If you're around, you're welcome to come on TLE anytime to talk more about stealing other people's money. Great. Great stuff. All right. uh, uh, Do we have anything else? No, I don't think so. Just keep an eye out for an over the line episode this week. Uh, We'll be doing, we will be uh, working hard to churn out that uh, Halloween episode. Keep an eye on the, the airline strikes. And if you're traveling, you know, just be prepared. Oh Um, yeah. So yeah, I guess until next week, two hands on the wheel. Squaw.